Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jones sets. Going to go deep. Got a man. And got it. Complete. John Mechie. Touchdown. 78 yards for the score. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. We're live on the Odyssey app, the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, and on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM, the Bet HD2 in Chicago, 93.1 FM, HD3 in Los Angeles. It's Ostrowski and it's Horvat, and we're bringing in Adam Levitan. He's co-founder of Establish the Run. And on the site, we saw his uh, latest column is NFL Draft Props, I Bet. So I wanted to uh, bring him onto the show. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Levitan. Adam, let's start with uh, process and timing when it comes to betting the NFL draft. How do we know uh, what we should pay attention to and when we should just push something off to the side and say that's misinformation, that's a lot of noise? And can you still find value if you're not betting the NFL draft today? Let's say if you want to wait until week of the draft. Yeah, good good question. So I, I think like most markets, it's almost always better to bet early. And especially in the draft prop market where a lot of these books, I mean, they're just putting this up mostly, I think, for marketing and promotional purposes. You certainly can't get big limits on on draft props. But, you know, if you have a smaller bankroll, you want to bet 100, 200, 300, something like that, I think it's very possible to pick off some really, really bad lines. And so you'll see things early on in the process where the lines are so far off by book. You know, MGM might have something at plus 150 and FanDuel could have it as much as plus 300. And you see these huge, huge gaps in where the market is um, by site. And so I think that's one thing to look out for early on. But yeah, I mean, you know, things swing quickly based on rumors and based on reports. And so, you know, you had the Adam Schefter stuff last week with Mac Jones, which we should get into. And that just completely, you know, sent the market out of whack on Mac Jones draft position on who will be taken at number three overall. And so there's big prices to be had at times where people I think are more confident in information than maybe uh, they should be. And so, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into it, but paying attention to both the reports, the mocks, team needs, player talent. I mean, it's all part of it. And that's why I think it's actually just a really, really interesting market as a whole. Yeah, I, I'm glad you led us into San Francisco with the third pick. It, it's fair to make the assumption. I, I'm with you when you say let they're going to take a quarterback. You don't make the move to that spot 
if you aren't drafting your next quarterback. I'll go with you there. But it's just based on what Chris Sims had to say. He's got that relationship with Shanahan. And then, like you mentioned, you back it up with Schefter. I have, I've seen people push all their chips to the center of the table, and they, they're like, oh, it's a guarantee. I'm not betting against Schefter. Mac Jones is going three to San Francisco. What do you think? Sure. So, I, I, you know, I was on Mac Jones at three to San Francisco when it was plus 120, you know, plus 140. And you could get that after the Schefter, after the Sims, after the Jeremiah stuff came out. The line was still up there. Then it starts going mainstream. And next thing you know, Mac Jones is minus 250, minus 270 to go number three in San Francisco. And at that point, Schefter started walking it back a little bit. And I thought there was just enough risk in there with some of the stuff that I've seen that you could get Justin Fields to be the number three pick at plus 275. You could get Trey Lance to be the number three pick at plus 470. You can get Mac Jones over three and a half at plus 210. So once you start factoring in, you know, converting uh, money lines and win probability, uh, well, then you see that maybe you only need a 20% chance that all these reports are wrong or a 25% chance that all these reports are wrong. And we're so still so far from the draft relatively two weeks out that I think there's enough room for it to be changed on these huge prices where you can say, hey, you know, maybe San Francisco isn't actually going to take Mac Jones. It, it kind of defies belief a little bit to me. It just I, And I know I, I try not to get into the talent evaluator in myself on this. It just defies belief a little bit to me and people that I trust that Mac Jones is going to be the guy. But I agree. I mean, in, in general, betting against Schefter uh, and Dale Jeremiah is not something that I'm necessarily wanting to do unless I'm getting big prices. And I know you don't want to play evaluator, but I just, I don't buy it because with Fields, I mean, he had a couple of rough performances this year, but it's a season that we didn't even know if it was going to happen. You look at the situation he was in at Ohio State, they were just trying to get all these games in to get into the college football playoff. We knew his name when he was a sophomore in high school, like in Georgia, he's 6'3". I know you don't want to play evaluator, but who should they take? Like, is Justin Fields the better option than Mac Jones in your opinion? Is that where they should go with number three? Yeah, so I think you can think of it through median versus ceiling outcomes. In a median outcome, maybe Mac Jones is better, you know, but is Mac Jones ever an all-pro? Is he ever a top-five quarterback in the NFL? Is he ever evaluating, uh, uh, up, upgrading all the talent around him through his play? You know, I, I don't think so, and I think Justin Fields maybe uh, you take a little bit more risk on, but the ceiling is just so, so, so much higher. And I think we've seen, you know, quarterbacks who can – scramble, who can uh, move the pocket, who can avoid pass rush, extend plays, just have so much more of a ceiling. And and yeah, I mean, I, I think that Justin Fields or Trey Lance uh, would be the pick over Mac Jones uh, for me personally. But again, you know, I, I'm I'm far from a, a talent evaluator. I, I would hate to, to come off like I, I evaluate quarterback talent because there's a lot of people who do spend a lot of time doing that uh, more than me who just watches a little bit of college football. For sure. Yeah, where can you still find value right now if you want to bet on the NFL draft? You didn't get anything in early enough. Anywhere where you still see some value right now? Yeah, I think the market assumes that Najee Harris is going to be the first running back off the board. And, and you know, I think Najee Harris maybe fits the NFL old school prototype a little bit better. But as, we, as we've seen, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was the first running back off the board last year. We see more and more teams paying guys like Christian McCaffrey, like Alvin Kamara, uh, and you see more outlier stuff like Derrick Henry. Like you just don't see that stuff anymore. Not to say that Najee Harris is like Derrick Henry, because I do think he plays pretty well in the past game. But the market suggests that, you know, it's definitely going to be Najee Harris to be the first running back taken. You know, I think it's more of a coin flip. And you can get plus 200, plus 225 out there still at some books if you shop hard enough on Travis Etienne to be 
the first running back off the board. And so you see this all the time, you know, where mock drafters might have uh, uh, Najee Harris going off the board more often. You know, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay have Najee Harris ahead of Travis Etienne, but, you know, it's closer to a coin flip than the line suggests. And so you start getting these plus 200s, plus 225s. I think that makes a lot of sense for now, at least until we get more information. This is BitQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat, our guest, Adam Levitan, co-founder of Establish the Run. And uh, so you study these markets a ton. Is it is it fair to say that uh, these prices are just following what some of the top mock drafters are doing? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, I mean, mock drafting, I think, is one thing. And, and, you know, there's uh, people who are compiling mock drafts. So let's say we'll take 15 of the uh, people we think are the best at mock drafting and create a model which aggregates basically where guys are going. So, for example, you know, 15 of the 15 top mock drafts have Micah Parsons as the first linebacker off the board. And so you can say, hey, that's an 80, 85, 90% chance that that's going to happen. Micah Parsons will be the first linebacker taken. And you can get him at minus 350, you know, 77% implied probability. And so you can do things like that for sure with with mock drafts. And I think you have to be a little bit careful because there is a lot of groupthink in mock drafts. Mm -hmm. I think that the lines move on action and on reports from Schefter. And so, you know, if somebody tweets, you know, something about Travis Etienne is a great bet at plus 225 and a bunch of people take it at a certain book, the line's going to move. But the line is, it's not like the rest of markets that you guys are probably used to where lines move in conjunction and you look at the board and everything moves. You know, if something moves at MGM, it might not move at FanDuel for a week. And, and so there's a lot of different um, uh, differences that make it easier to beat these lines for sure. So when we were talking about the the Mac Jones in the fields, and I know you like Mac Jones over three and a half, and, and of course, price always comes into this. Uh, but would you suggest for people that are starting to jump in over the next couple of weeks to correlate all of your NFL draft props if you can? Yeah, I don't think you have to, you know. Um, yeah, the, these props are correlated, but you can find such crazy prices. I mean, if you want to pick off some some ARB spots, you, you can definitely do that. You know, um, there's spots where you can get plus 150 on two guys. And if really you think a, a spot only comes down to two guys, I mean, you can do that stuff all day by shopping. And so, yeah, you know, the correlated stuff, I, you know, if you're going for a, a big score, I think that makes sense. You know, Mac Jones over three and a half and Justin Fields to be the number three pick or Mac Jones over three and a half and Trey Lance to be the number three overall pick. I mean, yeah, you know, you can certainly correlate that way and go for some big outcomes. And, and yeah, you know, if, if, if the limits are maybe too low for your bankroll, I think correlating more uh, can get you there uh, in a different way. Adam, I think Kyle Pitts is the real deal. Obviously at 43 grabs, 770 yards and 12 touchdowns last year, winning the Jan, the John Mackey award. But do you think he's really worthy of a top 10 pick as a tight end? Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> typically at the tight end position, it's the second contract. You know, we, we've seen it so many times over and over again, where it's such a hard position to learn in the NFL. Guys are asked to block a lot uh, early on. They can't, uh, they don't adjust as well. And so you see on the second contract, 
Um, you know, the Lions spent a top 10 pick on Eric Ebron, and, and he didn't really start playing well until uh, he left. And, and so we kind of see that a lot, Jared Cook. I mean, there's been a bunch of guys. And so it's tough. Uh, you know, I think from prospect people I trust, they would say that Kyle Pitts is a once-in-a-generation player. I'm always skeptical of people who say they can identify once-in-a-generation players. It's really, really hard to do. And if we had, you know, a dollar for every time somebody said, that, oh, this time I know the outlier. This time I could spot the generational player. You know, it's just hard. And, and so I am tend to bet against people who think they can identify that. But, you know, from every uh, metric, from every athletic measurable, from every production standpoint, from every tape evaluator, it does seem like Kyle Pitts is indeed the real deal. And, and you know, forget about top 10. I mean, his his – his prop right now is over under five and a half is his spot. And you can probably get uh, around even money on both sides there if you shop a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, the market thinks that he's he's going to go either in the four or the five spot. Adam, anyway, we have 30 seconds here, but uh, who should be the first wide receiver taken in this draft? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it should be and will be uh, Jamar Chase. I think you can poke a lot of holes from a size perspective uh, on a lot of these other guys. Jamar Chase looks like the prototypical NFL number one wide receiver and the market is on him massively. I mean, he's like minus 500 to be the first wide receiver off the board. And I think that's, that's almost certainly how it's going to go down. Adam Levitan established the run. Follow him on Twitter by his name at Adam Levitan. Thank you so much, Adam. Appreciate the help for the NFL draft props. All right. Thanks for having me. Good stuff there from Adam. Um, have you, have you uh, start to bet it yet? We're going to be talking a bunch about this tomorrow uh, when Tucker's here. No, I actually have not, but I was looking at the at the Mac Jones. I, I don't see it happening. I don't see him being the third pick, man. Mm. I know. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, and that kind of scares me. That just the assumptions that have gone on, and like we mentioned earlier, you want to bet against Schefter? That's tough. It's a little dicey. All right. Uh, we got to come back and go over the, the entire night slate for Major League Baseball. A bunch of more games to bet on. It's Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network.